Welcome to episode six of the Recording Story Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Newcomb. And in this episode, I sat down with my man, Craig Brooks. And Craig is a songwriter from Ontario, Canada. And uh, this is an interesting episode because uh, up until now, I've been talking with um, artists that are songwriters and they're artists. So they're writing songs for themselves to sing and put out. And uh, Craig writes songs for the purpose of pitching to other artists for them to sing and for them to put out. And so it's really interesting to get his perspective as a songwriter writing songs for other people. So you're going to get a lot of cool info out of this episode. And we talk about a song that he wrote called Shades in the Rain. And it is a pop country song that could easily sway to be a full pop song, uh, potentially. And uh, yeah, you just you're going to enjoy hearing the rough demo all the way to the finished product. And uh, Craig is just an absolute pleasure to collaborate with and make music with. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Craig Brooks. All right, I'm here with Craig Brooks. How's it going, man? Good. How are you? Good, man. Good. Um, Craig and I have a really uh, funny kind of story how we met. Uh, I don't know if you want to tell the story, man. but Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Um, how, how we met or how our, our paths are connected. How, yeah, how our that, paths are connected. That might be a better, better definition. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Back in 2015, uh, my wife and I, on a whim, decided to buy a uh, summer house in a small, isolated village in Newfoundland, Canada. And um, <clears throat> to make a, a very long story short, um, we had uh, talked to some of the some of the locals there who had discussed knowing a a family a musical family from Ontario that was originally from um, this small community and um, had mentioned uh, the name at the time and it escaped it escaped my wife and I um, after we had left and um, once we came back to Ontario several months later um, I uh, just just through a mutual um, acquaintance reached out to to you at the studio and uh, said, "Let's work together." That was Matt Williams, right? Wasn't was it, it was Matt? Matt? Yeah, yeah, Matt, Matt, yeah, yeah. Matt Williams connected us. Um, Shout and, out to um, Matt Williams. Um, you know, in the midst of us uh, conversing about getting together and starting to work together, um, my wife through social media um, um, was uh, contacted. I guess you could say from someone with a name that's kind of synonymous with this small community in, in Newfoundland. Um, and, um, and it was Peckford was <laughs> the, the last name. Yeah. yeah. And, um, so, um, you know, to, uh, to make a long story short, that, uh, lady that had, had reached out to, to my wife, um, turned out to be your mom. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, uh, she was from that small community in Newfoundland as a kid, and, uh, you know, uh, crazy enough, the house that we bought was actually her best friend's house yes. when she was growing up. So you can see the house from where my mom grew up. Yeah, yeah I yeah. could see your mom's house from the front porch of our summer house, <laughs> which is crazy because this community is like 250 people yeah. uh, out in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. So <laughs> um, I think that everything happens for a reason and you meet people for a reason. So it's hilarious. You would say things like, uh, oh, yeah, I went fishing with Lloyd and uh, I'm like, oh, that's that's my uncle or, you know, <laughs> or like yeah. John. And you're like, yeah. yeah, no, that's my uncle John. Like, because I have a lot of family that still live down there that still yeah. are all over that. And when you say community, it's an island. Yeah, like, it's it's a small island. It's yeah. it's not very big. It's it's probably 15 kilometers long by, you know, four kilometers wide. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, pretty tiny by by our standards in in Ontario so <laughs> what are the chances eh? it's such a small world yeah, yeah what yeah. are the chances so uh you know obviously you and I uh started working together and hit it off and um yeah 
you're like uh, you're like a little brother that I never got to pick on. <laughs> <laughs> you can pick on me, man. I can take it. <laughs> I I might annoy you more than me. <laughs> no, man. No, we we were worked together for three years now, I think. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been amazing. And this this episode's really uh, interesting in a way because. Craig, so far, so far we've been doing, been talking to artists that are putting songs out to the public and they're putting it up on Spotify and iTunes and all that. And Craig is a songwriter. And so Craig is recording songs for the purpose of pitching it to other artists for them to sing and for them to put it on their albums. And so it's, this is a, this is an interesting episode for that, for that Mm -hmm. reason that it's, yeah. So the song we're talking about today is called uh, Shades in the Rain. And it's not one you're going to find on, um, right now at least, on, mm-hmm. on like iTunes or Spotify or YouTube. Right. Um, but eventually, yes, you know, someone will, someone will cut this song and, mm-hmm. uh, and you'll hear someone else sing it. So, yeah. Yeah. So talk about that a little bit. So about uh, being a songwriter and writing songs for other people, like what's that, you know, what's that like? What's the mindset like when you're, when you're sitting down and write a song that is for someone else. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, the songwriting process can can come at you in so many different ways. And, um, <clears throat> you know, sometimes it'll start out with a, uh, a melody or a, a chord progression. And sometimes it'll be a, uh, um, a subject line or a, a tagline and you build a song around that. Or sometimes it's a, um, you know, lyrics that you've put down on a, on a piece of paper or, or someone else has put down on a piece of paper. So for me, songwriting, um, uh, the kind of the magic of it is, or, or the, the, the art of is it, of it is, um, to be kind of ha- have your spider senses, uh, firing at all times and being receptive to the universe and, and the form that the song is going to come at you in, um, and knowing when to take hold of that and and run with it is um, because it all, it doesn't always happen the same way. Um, Some people, some people um, tend to, tend to um, favor a certain method. Um, But I think um, to become a versatile songwriter, you have to kind of take it from any angle that it comes at you and, and, uh, and run with it. And, and that's, that's amplified when you're working with someone else that has a different methodology to the way they do songwriting and, and, um, stuff. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of how I go about the process and, and to, you know, to make things complicated, uh, or more complicated is when you're, um, for lack of a better word, um, purpose building a song. So an artist wants a song and they want it to be about, a certain thing or they want it to sound like this. So you actually have to take that input and then, um, which is a very technical side of, of the song and then feed in the artistic side, which is the ideas and the melodies. And, and hopefully you, you have that overlap where you can produce a song that the artist will like. Um, Yes. Yes. That's a great point, man. That the technical side mixed with creative side, coming together in harmony to mm-hmm. hopefully hit with the artist. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because you're, you're writing a song that hopefully the artist will connect with, but ultimately that the general public will connect with. So yes. it's gotta, it's gotta connect on a couple of different levels. And I don't know, I don't know what's better to focus on, to focus on having the song connect with an artist that could sing it or just try to write a song that's going to connect with the general public. I don't know what's uh Well, I think, um, I think when you're just songwriting, you just want um, um, to 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 increase your chances of getting it cut. You want to have a song that's uh, relatable to the most amount of listeners that you can. Yeah. Um, and the the artists themselves will hopefully pick on up on that as well when they hear the song mm-hmm. and know that it's a you know it's a good choice. It, it's a good fit in that manner. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> yeah, because, you know, a lot of times it'll be, it's common practice to sit down and do a co-write and go, okay, you know, let's write a song that uh, Keith Urban could sing. So, you know, but yeah, like I say, mm-hmm. you got, you know, it's also connect, got to connect, more importantly, it's got to connect with just a, just a regular fan and our potential fan. And yeah, so that's, uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's hard to juggle, to juggle that, all that, take that all into account while being creative and like, mm-hmm. while just, you know, trying to make great work is. Yeah. 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 And I think at the end of the day, you have to have, 
you know, it all comes back to having faith in your process and just, and just keep writing and, you know, um, have it be as organic as it can be. Yeah. Um, yeah. and, and you just keep pushing out material and, yeah. and hope that someone, you know, hope that it checks off some of those boxes and, uh, people go, wow, I, I dig that tune and let's wow. give it a shot. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of things that got to come together for a song just to connect. Oh yeah. In general, there's so many things and I've t- we talked about it on, on past episodes, just about timing. Timing's a big, big part of it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and, and so there's just a lot, a lot, a lot of things. But there's, I mean, can you imagine the amount of amazing songs that'll never get heard for whatever reason? Yeah, they'll just never see the light of day, and mm-hmm. um, you know, it's just yeah. It's, there's a there's a there's a big song graveyard out there. For yeah, sure. yeah, for yeah. Sure. <laughs> can't wait to say it. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's go back and um, tell us about like how you got started in music, and then how you got into songwriting and, and took sure. that route. Yeah, no, I, I've always been, uh, I've always been involved in music and, um, from the time I was, uh, probably, uh, you know, 10 or 11, I started playing the drums and, uh, didn't come from a musical family. I think there was little, little seeds of music planted from different, um, family members. My dad was a huge, huge music fan, but never played an instrument and just kind of sang in the house and, all the time and the music was always played and playing loud and my my grandfather played the harmonica and the accordion and he would always pull pull it out to entertain the kids when we were over at their house and um so I I played in the school band for for a number of years and then started up our first uh you know terrible cover band and played uh um you know 90s rock songs and uh um played a lot of heavy metal stuff, but, um, kind of in, you know, reflecting now, I, I, I always used to go out and play, play, uh, the bars and stuff with, uh, you know, played hard rock and, and, uh, different stuff like that. But I'd come home and I'd write poetry and I'd, you know, at the time I didn't realize it was songwriting, but I was just writing poetry and, and whatever. And, um, you know, amassed quite a collection of those things. And, um, you know, I have books and books of poetry at home and, and, um, you know, finally kind of connected the, the two, um, five or six years ago, um, and said, you know, why don't I, why don't I try, um, uh, doing some songwriting a little more seriously? A couple of people have heard some of the songs that I'd, I'd put out and, um, said you should you should make a hard push for this and uh, i think there'll be lots of people that might want to work with you so um you know fast forward to now and i've been you know grateful and obviously uh privileged enough to have worked with the people i've worked with so yeah a lot like um jeff uh forgeron on the previous episode episode five he um like yourself, he was writing songs uh, um, on his own, just writing his, and, and then has recently really got into co-writing. And same with you, the last couple of years, you've done all a ton of co-writing. Mm-hmm. And uh, have have you liked that process? Because we talked earlier before we started recording about how you've done a lot of that, and now you're kind of going back to doing a little bit more solo writing. You kind of want to do that for a bit, switch gears mm-hmm. up, and just yeah, yeah. It's just a, it's just a. Um, I'm just trying to, to, I guess go back to, to where it all started. And I started a lot when I was, um, just by myself writing songs and had, su- had some success doing that. And, um, co-writing's great. Um, just wanted to try to take a hit pause a little bit and go back and get back to myself and try to get some ideas out there myself again. But the, the co-writing aspect is huge. You learn so much working with different people and, uh, yeah. the way they work, uh, through songs and um yeah i think uh, uh even uh, jeff had mentioned that he he used to play in hard rock or punk rock bands, oh, yeah yeah because uh, i was listening to that podcast and <laughs> yeah. i thought that was funny because jeff had long black hair and I just can't pick <laughs> hard to pick a black uh, i had a mullet polish. i had a mullet but that's <laughs> that's as far as it uh, as far as it went for me <laughs> Why do you still have the mullet, man? What happened? Well, I don't know what I'd look you, like with a mullet. We right might now. write better songs, though. So. Yeah, I got. <laughs> I have a power. big head, so I think the more hair I have, the the bigger my head looks. So <laughs> try to minimize my head as much as I can. 
don't know if you can tell by listening to Craig's voice. He's got a deep voice. Craig's very tall, so he's a, he's a, yeah. It's funny when every time he come he comes in to do vocals in here in the studio, I have to I have to put my uh, stand up at uh, maximum height for him for the mic to reach his mat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's uh. Anyways, so Shades in the Rain, then. This is a song that uh, you wrote on your own a couple of years ago. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wrote the wrote the song on my own and <clears throat> came up with the idea um, uh, for Shades in the Rain just uh, based on experience, uh, life experience, but kind of um, uh, third-hand experience through observing other people and and uh, basically, it's a song about um, a relationship that um, that ends, and um, I've seen it. I've seen it before, as many people have, and and uh, people kind of go their separate ways. And and uh, in this case, I was writing it from the perspective, from the male perspective. But you watch um, an ex go off, and uh, you know, getting over the person is hard enough, and sometimes you manage to do that. Um, through uh, a kind of controlled set of conditions and uh, uh, you manage to get by, but um, inevitably that song comes on or, or you're in a certain place and everything comes kind of flooding back. And um, on top of all that, you watch the person, the the other person move on and uh, you see them kind of connect with a, have a new a uh, new boyfriend and you know they just they, they they don't seem to be compatible with that person like um you're watching them and it's like that 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 guy's nothing like what I know you're you're looking for and um you watch them sabotage themselves to to appease that relationship and it just seems so wrong and um Anyways, that's uh, that's kind of the premise of the song, and yeah, and so yeah. Ri- written from the perspective of uh, something you saw other people go through. Yeah, that, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, so that goes back to what you were saying about how keeping your keeping aware and awake of what's going on around you, and then yeah, sort of the universe, you know, drops these ideas. Yeah, in your there's lap. A, there's a million stories out there. You just have to be listening, right? There you go. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah. You've had a few of those, man, where you've like something, something's happened in your day or life or whatever. And which is funny because I'm a terrible listener, <laughs> <laughs> but, but for whatever reason, I can, I seem to be able to, to recollect those, those moments and those different situations. And you're paying attention when it matters, yeah. when, the, when a good song idea comes yeah. up. <laughs> I hope my wife's listening to this. I pay attention when it matters. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah, as long as you listen to your wife, Ange. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Craig's uh, lovely wife, uh, Ange. She's, she's yeah. amazing. Shout out to her. Yeah, she's a, she's a trooper. Yeah. Um, well, well, let's listen to the, uh, the rough kind of demo that you would have recorded like on your phone when you wrote the song. Yeah. Check that out. That should be interesting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I've, I say it every episode. These are my favorite. The rough, the rough phone demos, the rougher the better. I uh, just, it's... That capturing that moment when the song first was birthed and yeah. just that rawness of that moment and the ex- there's there's like a level of excitement because you've just written this song and this idea has just come about. And yeah, you throw it down even just on your phone and it's just, I think it's, they're really special. Yeah, and, and you know what? The the artists and even some of the labels, they that's what they're after too. Yeah. There's a lot of that raw stuff. Yeah. Yeah, there's so much of, and, and just speaking as like a producer, there's so much that I'll, I'll listen to those roughs and uh, there will be like a life about them or some sort of specialness about them that I'm always trying to incorporate into the action, the finished production. And mm-hmm. whether it's something that was in the vocal that like there was a, there was a, an emotion in the vocal that was just right. And um, sometimes it's hard to beat, you know, the, that original rough yeah. demo is, is just emotionally is hard to kind of top, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But awesome. um, let's check that out and then we'll uh, talk about it. And then, cool. And then we'll listen to the finished product. Hey, girl, heard you made it back home. I was. Doing fine We were on our own Then you walked in with that guy Around seven to nine He was drunk by nine Hey girl How can you deny What happened You don't have a family 
lonely I can't see You deserve better so forget about whether you came with it Or you leave with me You can make a hard ride on the back road and I will be there Or you can make a wish on a wishing well but he'll never change I can put the fire back in those blue eyes that he has crying Shades in the rain. You try to smile, you dry your eyes to make it okay. Then that song comes on. It's got you looking my way. It's got a line of the stars in the middle of this bar. God is falling in love. Back of my car again. Hey girl, can we make this right? What we have, you don't have them, but only I can see. You deserve better, so forget about whether you came with him or you leave with me. You can make a hard ride on the back road and I will be there. Or you can make a wish on a wishing well, but he'll never change. I can put the fire back in those blue eyes that he has crying. We had the sun he gave you when and left your pain. We're in shades in the rain. You can make a Make a wish on wishing well, but he'll never change. Well, I can put the fire back in those blue eyes that he has crying. He had the sun he gave you when and left you pain. We're in shades in the rain. Right, yeah. So that's the original, original rough demo mm-hmm. song on Craig's phone. Yeah. So that's sparking memories of uh, of when you record, like when you wrote it and when you recorded it. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the um, it was definitely raw. It was. Um, I'm glad we made the changes we did. And in listening to, I haven't listened to that in geez, a year and a half, two years. So um it's uh it's kind of cool to go back and listen to to where it all started and yeah and some of the changes we made and and uh the importance of those changes i think we i think we nailed it yeah some for of sure. those changes for sure man i it's making me realize uh now like listening to like just hearing that and going man there's not when you're writing the song uh there's just a lot of things you shouldn't focus on um as far as Arrange, like too too much of the arrangement stuff as far as like we added a couple lengthened a couple of the like added a half bar before the chorus comes in like there's a bit of mm-hmm. a pot like that kind of stuff all that kind of fine detail stuff and I feel like you've got to um, when you're writing just not really be thinking about that like just the way that that sounds right yeah. there is the way you should you gotta right. write it lay it down and totally. then you can think about it you can ponder you know how you need to f- fix this and that and and the tempo and all that stuff maybe and the key to whatever yeah um, and even like the the rhythm of the acoustic whatever the groove is and that's kind of that should be thought of after you know mm-hmm. yeah because I think um, I've definitely been in writing sessions where there's too much focus on that stuff and you just kind of get to get the song written and then you can, you can figure all that stuff out. Yeah. Yeah. And you can, uh, I find as you, as you go through the process, um, you, you find at least I, I try to find uh, space in the song more, more space now um, yeah. and, and take out words that, that aren't necessary and, right. but leave the words in the words that are left should all have weight. Right. to to the song and yeah. and at the same time you want to give the listener space to think on their own as well 
Right. So you're kind of delivering a theme, but you're giving them space to to interpret it or to think about it themselves. So that's a great point, man. Let it let it sink in. Mm-hmm. I always like to think of it as um, it's like you're teaching a listener the song as even when they're hearing it for the first time, it's like you got to give give them enough space to like be kind of learning it as as you're going along yeah. as you're saying as they're hearing the song for the first time. So yeah. yeah. That space is definitely, definitely, things can't go by too fast for, you know, for people to not be able to grab, you know, especially, like you say, every word's got to have weight and got to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think you, uh, you know, especially with, we put that, um, and I think the listeners are going to hear the the end product, but mm-hmm. uh, before that, uh, before the chorus comes in, when you're setting the tone for the chorus, and you give that space, it's also an anticipation, right? So they're waiting and hopefully by the time the chorus jumps in, you're you're satisfying a, a little need in their ear to, to hear it. They want to know what's next. Yes, yes. Right, yeah. so. That's cool. Yeah, it's um just, yeah, again, hearing that, there's a, a lot that uh, I remember from putting together the track and we talk a lot. There's a lot of people that I work with that um, when I put together a track for them for their demo, um, they they don't actually have uh, much to say about what they want. They don't really, they kind of just, it's nice. They just put it in my hands and go, okay, you know, just put it together. And um, But you're very much hands-on with that process of uh, how you want the track to sound and um, how you want it to feel and, and have you chime in on the production. And, um, you even sent me, um, before we started recording, I played it. Um, you sent me a voice memo. Um, you texted to me, uh, saying a titled feel of the song and it had the way you wanted the acoustic rhythm to be, which is how the acoustic rhythm is in the actual track. So yeah, Craig's very, like very hands-on with how the demo turns out, like how the, how it feels. And and, and we talked about, you wanted it to be a really slick kind of pop production. It's country, but it's like a, it's very, very pop country. Yeah. Right. Yeah. In fact, I, I just, uh, I just pitched the song to a pop artist and, um, and, uh, you know, We'll see what happens, but um, certainly something, it's a song, one of my songs that kind of straddles a little bit, totally. Um, totally. pop genre and country genre. So um, obviously the marketability of the song, if if you can cross genres like that, it's always a win, right? So <laughs> that is the ultimate for sure. If you mm-hmm. can, if you can have a crossover. Yeah. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. For sure. Depending on who sings it, like. Craig sing it's all great too because Craig's a writer, but he's also a singer, so he sings on the actual track as well. And Craig's got like a more of a deep country voice, so it sounds country. But yeah, a pop singer would would fully make this track sound mm-hmm. yeah sound pop. Even I mean, it, we'll you'll, we'll hear it in a second, but even in the track, it's very um, there are some country elements in it, but it's definitely dominated by more pop um, style kind of instrumentation mm-hmm. and playing. So. Yeah, with a couple tweaks and a pop singer, you got yourself a pop song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so, anyways, let's uh, let's check that out now, and then we'll uh, talk about that. Hey, girl, heard you made it back home. I was. Doing good when we were on our own. Then you walked in with that guy around seven tonight, and he was drunk by nine. Hey girl, how can you deny what we had? You don't have with him, and only I can see. You deserve better, so forget about whether you came with him or you leave with me. You can make a hard ride on a back road and I will be there. Or you can make a wish on a wishing well, but he'll never change. I can put the fire back in those blue eyes that he has crying. We had the sun he gave you in and left you pain, wearing shades in the Go away, and then I saw 
when you're looking at me It's got us lying on the stars in the middle of the bar And we're falling in love in the back of my car again Hey girl, let me make this right What we had, you don't have a thing And only I can see You deserve better, so forget about whether you came with him or you leave with me. You can make a hard ride on the back road and I will be there. Or you can make a wish on a wishing well, but he'll never change. I can put the fire back in those blue eyes that he has crying. We had the sun he gave you in and left you pain. shades in the rain <laughs> that's kind of cool actually to play them i've never done that to play kind of the original idea and then and then uh, what we finally put down in the studio yeah man it's cool to hear the to it's see it's so yeah. cool and everything we've everything we changed um i remember every conversation about it and i saw i looked up at one point and i saw it Adam smiling the same time I was smiling and <laughs> yeah. it's like I wonder if he's remembering the conversation we had there's the pause um there there's the pause after the bridge yeah going into the third um, chorus going into the third yeah. chorus where we talked about um we were using some samples and and the one I I think we talked about making it sound like someone's pounding on the back door yes and that's exactly what it came through like yeah that was awesome. It's funny. It made yeah, it made me kind of laugh, chuckle, and smile too. Because I do, yeah, I do. I remember the conversation, but also hearing the original and the way that you strummed it was like that. Though you did a da 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 da, yeah, and yeah. going that. But so we just altered that with a, a kick yeah, drum. We translated it, and it was. And at the start of the song, we wanted we wanted to come put across uh, a heaviness to the song, like the we wanted to people to feel the hurt without the words and yes. one of the things we talked about was putting in with the sample making it sound like a heartbeat yes that's and, right uh, yeah so the, there's just little stuff that was that was pretty pretty special in my in my eyes but <laughs> yeah man oh to paint the scene too like it yeah. sounds like um we wanted it to sound like uh like a rainy day like a cloudy yeah, rainy day it's yeah. supposed to feel that down tempo gloomy type thing and and so that all the instrumentation that was picked was 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 that was what was in mind so and yeah. and yeah when the 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 tagline shades in the rain uh, i wanted i kind of remembered and reflected when we were listening to it again there now um about how that symbolism uh came into play and i wanted something to that would show the the veil the kind of veil of a bad relationship being the sunglass wearing wearing shades in the rain like you're covering yourself up um you're hiding yourself that, you, that you'll you'll they'll you'll walk around under that cloak in rainy weather it was, it was yeah. just kind of it's a brilliant it's a brilliant tag man a great lyric and and uh, like that's that's a i mean that's what you want to build a song around <laughs> something like that yeah, you know, it's just very strong yeah the, the taglines sometimes the songs write themselves with a really really strong tagline is that how this did it did you come up with that first or that did that come later when you started writing or uh, i think it that was one of the first things yeah, yeah. it sounds like it would have been yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. and uh you know like we could go back to uh some of them, I'm sure we could go back through texts and uh, 
because you and I are pretty verbal about when we go through the process and I talk about where I'm coming from. And even when we've co-written together, um, we talk ourselves through the song a lot. And um, yeah, yeah. But that that's just kind of who I am. And I think it's, uh, you know, something about uh, songwriting that you have to be, you really have to take down all those barriers with the other person that's in the room because unless you can make yourself as real and raw as you can, um, you're not going to get the best product. And I've always been, <clears throat> I've always been one to say that, uh, you know, today's technology, you can Skype, right? Or Zoom and all these other different things. But um, the, the kind of the first time you write with anyone, uh, at least my my idea is that you should write face-to-face the first time to, to establish that, that relationship with the other person, um, you Absolutely. know, and, you know, down the road, sure, you can write with that person over Skype because you've had that, that face-to-face um, in the same room kind of energy. Yeah. And then you can, you know, continue on through other devices, right? But uh, I think initially you have to be, you have to be upfront. Hundred percent. I I can't agree more with that for sure. I've, there's only a couple people that I've got to a point where I could do a, a write over Skype, and even then, it's not, it's it's funny. It's not even like you're so much writing. You'll you'll kind of um, you'll have a song kind of on the go that you that you maybe started, and you'll kind of pitch it to them, and they'll go, "Oh yeah, that's cool." And then uh, and then you kind of go your separate ways, and they work on it, and you work it separately. You know, I, I've right. done, I do I'll do it that way where it's not where we're not really writing on Skype. We'll talk about it, and then we come together, we come back together on Skype, go back, we go through our ideas and what we've kind of come up with, and yeah, it's it's because it's it's tough or it, it, it's sad. To, well, them not being physically in the room, but there's a enough of a delay. When you're talking, totally. it messes you up. You can't yeah. sing together. You can't no, play. You can't sing together. Yeah. We've tried that many times and that, that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, um, you know, where I've really found a fit for Skyping is to finish a song. Right, right. That's You've it. already got that that foundation and you just have to finish a, you know, a final um, verse or something like that or yep. a bridge, then that can be done really easily over Skype. Yeah. Totally. Um, but yeah. the foundation has to be there. Yeah, absolutely. That, um, I want to go back to like what you said about, um, cause I'm remembering we sat down and wrote a song a couple of weeks ago uh, and it was an idea that you had had, that you initiated and you had a good chunk of the verse, I think was written and even, and, and a lot of the chorus too. And, uh, it was great because when you came in to, and we were going to work on it together, you just gave, you, just build so much information about what you were thinking, where the song came from, what's, what's the scene, what are your, what are you trying to say? All like, you just, I, and I feel like that's the key to like a successful co-write is just, just spilling out all that information, everything you got about like what you're thinking and what you're trying to get across and just every, just laying mm-hmm. it all out. And it's very uncomfortable. Like it's yeah. when you're, especially when you're the one initiating the idea because you're, you're like, you put a lot of thought into it and and uh, your co-writer might not like it, you know, or they might not be into it. And you, you could just go and give all this information. They can still say, eh, I don't really like it or whatever. Yeah. So I love that you, that you were, that you did that, that you just uh, came out with just everything you had about the, like the song and everything you were thinking and all your plans for it. And yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I think a lot of times uh, that's, that's a very efficient way to, to co-write is to come in with a really strong idea. And a lot of times, uh, you know, when I brought that idea to you, when we wrote a couple of weeks ago, um, you're really, uh, you're working off something that's more, I was working off something that had motivated me and kind of fueled me to, to work on the song. Right. Um, there just comes a time when either you're tapped out or so you just, it's, it's more like, um, a tag and wrestling, like, you're t- tagging, tagging the other person in saying, letting them in on it to say, yeah, let's finish this together. Right. Um, yeah. Yep. A lot of times they'll spark a different angle, uh, you know, a different perspective on the song, which might generate the, those new ideas and stuff. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, you come out with a product that's very relevant to where it started. It's great. Great way to put it. Um, I did a co-write a couple of weeks ago with uh, a couple of people and I had this idea for this song for a while. And I, and I thought like this, this could be a good song. This could be a, this good, like a decent idea. Had no idea how to write it though. I, I, I didn't know where to even start with it. But um, 
I don't know why I thought it could be good, but I figured it could be a cool, a cool idea. And yeah, but bringing the idea to the table, it was nerve wracking because I didn't really have a lot to offer beyond just the basic idea. Right. But, you know, thankfully these people stepped in and were able to go, oh, well, let's take it here. Let's say this. And and then it, it, we were off and running. So it's, nice. yeah. Yeah. So co-writing for the win. Co-writing, co-writing for the win. For the win. But yeah. back again to what you were saying earlier about how you're feeling like you started writing just on your own and you've done a lot of co-writing the last couple of years and you want to go back to writing solo. I think that's also healthy because I hit those points too where... I just kind of want to like close in so alone and just kind of write a song on my own. Like I just, right. I, I enjoy, I, I think it's for like the enjoyment of it. I think it's very enjoyable to sit. It's, it's, it's fun to write with other people, but there's something cool about sitting down unedited by anybody or anything and just, right. yeah, just being able to be free to write yeah. whatever you want. And, um, getting the, the fulfillment, the self-fulfillment of getting that out of, out of you. Cause it really becomes a madness once you've started a song and there's such a strong desire to, to finish it, especially when you know you have a good song. Um, it's, it's very fulfilling and rewarding to, to finish that off. And, um, you know, even, even more so sometimes when it's kind of been an idea of your own, and you just need to to purge that idea yeah. on your own without it changing or without it. So absolutely, yeah, 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 for sure. There's some of those ideas that are just you gotta see them through your, mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah, for sure. So it goes both ways. Yeah, co-writing's great, but writing. yeah, it's it's amazing. I've uh, like I said, I've worked with some some amazing people with uh, a lot of different skills in terms of co-writing in terms of writing songs. Um, they, uh, you know, some people are very good at, um, melodies or some people are good at lyrics and Mm -hmm. ideally you want to try to try to have a dream team of those talents, right. And bring someone, bring everything to the, a different element to the table. Right. Yeah. to, To make it a dynamic group. Nice, yeah. And, um, you know, the uh, I've written with uh, just one other person, but I'm really finding there, there's, uh, it's nice to have three three people. Mm-hmm. That seems to be a, a good number for me too. So uh, Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, that's funny. That was my next question. How many people do you like to have generally? So three is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. think I think three, uh, I mean, any number is good, but to, uh, Three really seems to bring a nice, well-rounded product, and um, it's um, just to get that that um, that feel, or not the feel, but the um, the opinion on the song in general. About um, if you have three three writers that are really happy with the song, you know that the it's probably a pretty good pretty good song. And if something goes to a vote, then you've got, you know, two against one yeah, or whatever. So you, yeah. can, you can kind of yeah, get, get through some of the hurdles a little easier that way. For yeah. sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's like the tiebreaker. But mm-hmm. um, no, that's cool. That's cool. Um, well, let's um, actually, I wanted to talk about uh, Dirt Road Co. You've got a clothing company. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, yeah, yeah. That's uh, it got some exciting stuff kind of in the works. I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of a lot of stuff you can't talk about right now, but just uh, yeah, let people yeah. know what's going on with that. Yeah, we... Um, yeah, thanks for mentioning that. So uh, I'm partner in Dirt Road Co. We're an apparel company, and obviously uh, very synonymous with country music scene and uh, outdoor uh, lifestyle and outdoor living. And basically, basically, it's a brand that's um, that's focused on um, grassroots and and where we came from and that that common element that. That brings us all together, especially the people in the country music scene. And, um, you know, we were lucky enough to, uh, to, to launch product in, um, this year, a few years ago, in fact, but, uh, made a hard push, um, this year. And then, um, um, in 2020, we have some big plans as well. And, uh, um. Yeah, yeah, you were telling me before. <laughs> Craig's losing his headphones. Sorry, Jeez. <laughs> square heads. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can't seem to can't seem to keep these headphones on my head. You had a mullet. Maybe the back of your Big hair head. would hold them up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what is wrong with me right now? Anyways, um, yeah. So we we have some 
seriously incredible product uh, coming out in um, in 2020. And uh, we were l- lucky enough to be at the CCMAs in uh, Calgary, which was awesome mm-hmm. uh, this past uh, September. And um, um, yeah, so, so big plans. We're going to be hitting the festivals this year. Um, our, our website and, um, online store is, is up and, and ready, but, uh, what's the uh, web address, the website address, uh, dirtroadco.ca. Right on. Check that out for sure. Yeah. yeah. A lot of exciting stuff coming down the pipe. Um, Craig gave me a hat that I wear pretty much every day. It's awesome. Yeah. It's amazing. I love that the, the, their designs are amazing. Love yeah. their, all their stuff. Yeah. Josh, Josh Krentz is the, uh, CEO of the company and, uh, He's a, uh, he's a, the biggest country music fan you'll ever, ever find. So, um. Also a great singer. Yeah. 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 He's a, he's a really good singer. Um, I didn't know that about him right away, but, uh, yeah, yeah he's got some, he's got some chops. <laughs> so actually funny story too, you told me before we started recording was that, so yeah, you, you ended up buying a house right by, right beside where my mom grew up on an island off the coast of Newfoundland and then. Your business partner, Josh, his parents... Lived just like a stone's throw from my house, <laughs> which is absolutely bizarre considering we connected over social media. Right. And he actually lives um, in the Golden Horseshoe, so nowhere near where his parents live. And But uh, lo and behold, they actually live, you know, a few hundred yards <laughs> away <basically>. from my <laughs> house. So. It's just connections, man. So funny. Yeah. Yeah. The universe uh, works in funny ways, but... Um, Makes you laugh. Yeah. Right on, man. Well, to wrap this up, thanks a lot for doing this. How can people find you like on uh, social media if they want to follow your songwriting journey and, and follow you online, you know, on Instagram? I'm on Instagram, uh, Craig Brooks Music. Um, so, uh Hit me up. Let's do some co-writing and whatever. Yeah, I'm always looking to to work with new people and uh, and um, so yeah, I'm on. I'm not on too much else. I'm not on Facebook. Yeah. So, but yeah. I, I'm told I should be. <laughs> so maybe I, that'll change. I I am technically, but I I don't go on it. Yeah, I don't use my profile. Just Instagram. Yeah. Well, thanks again for doing this, man. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me. It was great. So that was my conversation with Craig Brooks. And one thing I wanted to point out that we didn't talk about during our conversation was that um, Craig, uh, as a songwriter that's pitching songs to other artists, um, you might be wondering, well, why go through the trouble of making like a fully produced track and recording of a song that really you know, no one's really going to hear except for people that he's pitching it to. And, um, you know, why not just have the phone recording? Isn't that good enough to, you know, show people? And, and, uh, and in very rare cases that can work, but generally you want to, um, record, do a full production track like that so that when people hear it, it gives them the full picture. They don't have to they don't have to picture uh, what it could sound like if it got produced or um, it just um, is the more finished sounding it is uh, the better chances you you have of uh, an artist liking it and wanting to uh, record it themselves so it just kind of helps remove some variables and um, yeah so that's why uh, if you're wondering why a songwriter like Craig would go through and get his song and he's written fully produced and uh, yeah, so I just wanted to point that out. And a couple highlights from our conversation, things that I thought uh, were great that we talked about that Craig had mentioned was um, when it comes to songwriting, he said uh, he, he used like your spidey senses need to be tingling and meaning like um, it just be receptive to the inspiration that the universe is giving you in whatever form it comes at you. And that's really great advice for any songwriter out there is to just be uh, going about your day going about your life listening to people's conversations and even strangers i mean you could be sitting you could be standing in a checkout line at the grocery store and hear someone tell a story or say something that just can trigger a great idea for a song and if you've got your ears open and you've got your mind open and your heart open, you can pick up on these ideas all over the place um, as you go about your life. So uh, that's a great, I'm glad that he pointed that out. 
And another thing I thought was really great was um, when we listened to the rough demo uh, that Craig recorded on his phone, um, it really was apparent to me that um, he wasn't spending um, too much time focusing on uh, fine details that just didn't matter. He got the song down. It was it, it, his song was sounding great, and um, he knew that you know when it came time to record it that there would be things that would get ironed out that we would adjust the arrangement a little bit. We changed the key. We changed the tempo, and it just that that um, I feel like he put his efforts and energy into what really mattered, and that was getting the song down, getting it written, and um, and then just didn't split his energy be, you know, between that and then trying to figure out, oh, is this the right guitar uh, rhythm? And, um, you know, am I um, leaving enough time before the chorus comes in? He just plays through the song. And I think that was, it, it seems like a really simple thing to like point out, but I feel like it's very important to just focus on when you're writing, just what matters, get the song written uh, and get it down. And then fine detail stuff can be figured out when you were gonna sit down and record record it or demo it or whatever so i love that and the last thing i wanted to point out was how craig said that he it's so important when you're co-writing with people to be as upfront raw and honest as possible um in order to get the best uh song to write the best song and it can't be um you know said enough that um from my experience of writing with Craig, that's what he does. And man, it makes it so much easier as, as a guy writing a song with him to to collaborate because he just gives you everything. And I pointed out, I talked about how when we sat down to co-write recently, how he just spilled out all this info about the song, everything he had, everything he was thinking, where the song came from. And, and so there was just so much to build off of. And um, it's uh, sometimes it can be scary to do because it's very vulnerable to kind of put yourself out there that way and just to open yourself up like that and be super raw and but um it's definitely important to do so wanted to highlight that so that is it for this episode and thank you so much for checking it out and this podcast and um i'm I'm just having a blast doing this this is a lot of fun and next week's episode um it's uh right before christmas in 2019 so uh, the uh, next episode coming out will be uh just a couple days after christmas uh i believe the 27th of december and so it'll be kind of a special episode uh, in a way i'm gonna uh it's just gonna be me and i'm gonna tell my story about how i got started in music and my journey in music and how i got to where i'm at now so you can get a it'll be a good chance for you to get to know me better and where i'm coming from so should be a lot of fun But thank you again for listening to this podcast and thanks to all of you that have subscribed and uh, left a review. And if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, it would be so appreciated. So until next time, get out there and make some great music. Music.